All right, so um, we're sort of a go with the wind here. I am outside. Um, so we'll see. I think it'll be all right. Uh, there's some wind noise, perhaps. I don't know, but it might be preferable to do the podcast anyway, especially since uh, doing it inside as it's, uh, rather primary type of lim- you know limitations. So oftentimes I don't have a place to sit when I'm inside where I live, and so I do it lying down. And and so sometimes my voice, for one, can be rather quiet. Two, there's an air conditioning noise that comes on and off. And three, uh, my voice can be rather constricted because of the position that I have to try to utilize and speak. You know, trying to speak. Anyway. Uh, So I wanted to address, this is one of the topics in the series that I wrote down recently of things to go over. This is not one of them, I don't think. Uh, perhaps it was somehow shaded within the overall configuration of the rest of them. There were about 10 or 12 things I wrote down, 9, 10, 11, something. I don't know how many. Um, and uh, including things like entanglement, uh, Buddhahood. Um, and other things related to, I guess, spiritual life in one way or another. Excuse me. Uh, so, but I wanted to address, it's interesting, one of my favorite musicians, uh, Pat Metheny, there's this album that he wrote with, I think, Lyle Mays or something, but he's another member, part of the, I guess he's probably the second, I don't know, a primary member of Pat Metheny group, I think, and they wrote this album called uh, The Way Up, and uh, there is, or was at least, actually a pretty good video of that album uh, per- being performed by them that uh, was available for sale um, <clears throat> that I purchased, I think, at one point or something, or somebody bought for me or something. Uh, and I don't know where it is. Maybe I still have it. I don't know. But I've watched it several times. And there are some extra materials in there where they talk about, you know, you see Pat Metheny. You get to see him talking about the album. One of the things he mentions is that the gives, you know, the album in a way was sort of a, was an opportunity for them to be able to address complexity, which is one of those things that oftentimes <clears throat> goes unnoticed, I think, in some ways, because especially in, in music, you find some musicians that play things that seem uh, perhaps, I mean, let's see, perhaps perceptibly more complex, perhaps uh, in a way perceptibly less. <clears throat> some things sound more like pop, some things sound more like other types of things like R&B or who knows what else, classical. But, um, <clears throat> and then there are different shades almost of classical music and stuff too, different eras and time periods in a way, throughout which the music was sort of formulated and and sort of composed and things like that, I think. (coughs) Excuse me, it seems to me, maybe. But with regard to the overall issue of complexity, especially with regard to human life, and perhaps other forms of life too, I think it's, it's a rather prominent feature of what it is that we actually notice, whether or not we actually take, uh, you know, undertake, you know, find ourselves, uh, with an opportunity, uh, 
through which we might be able to sort of uh, realize it, right? The, the general, sort of like the mist uh, of the entire situation. In other words, it's relative significance in one way or another. There, there may be several reasons why perhaps complexity goes unaddressed. For one reason, it's often associated with intelligence in a way, perhaps, or at least maybe. <clears throat> it seems like, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to grab a smoke. It seems like we have some kind of an idea that, or at least it's an idea that for some of us, perhaps in some generations, perhaps not others, I don't know. But <clears throat> that is, um, we find uh, presented uh, to us, right? It's, you know, you think about sort of like almost like what would it, what it would be like or what would it be like to think about things in a certain kind of way. And sometimes when you imagine your own set of intelligence, <clears throat> you can think, Oh, well, if I were more intelligent, perhaps, or if I thought about this in a, this particular type of reason, then things would seem, at least this is what it occurred like to me, then things would be all that much more complex to me, right, in a way, or to one, because you, in a way, because you would notice everything so much more <clears throat> totally, right? And so... In a situation, or in some kind of a <clears throat> rendition, I guess maybe you could say ingenious, right, in terms of the way that a person might think, uh, or the way that one thinks, then you could, <clears throat> then sort of like, almost like a, an an intelligence complexity would be sort of like a thor the thoroughput uh, for that <clears throat> sort of it's sort of like an intimation right it's like a it's a it's it would be like a a, a mental knowledge somehow right <clears throat> and it would give you perhaps a, a place to start from but it would certainly give you some kind of a place or some kind of a cloud of thinking or almost like a cloud of unknowing, perhaps, if, uh, at which point you could possibly end up, right? If you were to think things through, right? So it's like, basically what I'm saying is like, you, know, you have, you might be thinking like, and this might turn out to be kind of interesting, I don't know, but you think about, excuse me, uh, sorry. A person might think as an individual, this is about, this is, you know, it can come about in several different ways, but I'm trying to sort of describe in a way that you might start out with a particular level of intelligence that you might find yourself capable of, and through one reason or another, you might find that you want to think about something else, and then you have issues of complexity that come into the fore, right? That are relative to the event that you're that perhaps be that you're willing to cognize is the potential. Um, One of the problems with this is that um, another idea that we find ourselves presented with oftentimes is that things wear down, right? So that 
um, by the time that you're thinking about issues of complexity and perhaps even imagining some situations where it might uh, bring some usefulness to you, um, you at least have the possibility of encountering someone, something, set of things, or perhaps even any, perhaps, uh, who knows from where it might come, but the idea that uh, it could come from, you know, anybody almost, but the idea that things wear down, so that, and even through your own experience, if you were to grow tired or something like that for some reason, uh, even just through, it could be almost anything. I suppose that, like, if you were playing around as a child, or spending time in play or whatever, and, and then maybe, like, you got tired, you might have thought, well, what happens when I keep, you know, can I keep doing this? Like, will I eventually become more tired and less, you know, capable of play or whatever else it might be that I want to be doing? So this, <coughs> um, and uh, oftentimes I think that that's about, in some ways, as far as it goes, right? Because the other, the other alternative, in a way, is just to study some sort of discipline that gives you access to complexity through sort of like a, an instructional format where if you study like I don't know I really don't almost care what it is whether it's music or <clears throat> you know I guess you could say rocket science maybe perhaps or mathematics or chemistry maybe even is more <clears throat> useful <clears throat> of an example or as one but certainly um <coughs> Excuse me. Any type of sorry. You know, instruction. There are there are various sort of fields of study that a person can encounter. That then, that to where in, in a way it's almost like for, complexity is sort of um. It's it's found to be almost like a, a like a righted enhancement to the mental faculty of, a, of an individual. There's like two or three different examples. One is through the imagination. Two is through contemplation, recognition, terms in a way. Three is through formal study. And uh, <clears throat> four, in a way, is sort of the overall issue of complexity itself as it, re- as it relates to the human or, or other, as it relates to life intelligent. <clears throat> um, Now, um, so what is complexity? Well, one way to look at this is sort of like, well, what do I mean by that? I mean, what it means to think about things in one way or another all, all throughout the day and, and, and and perhaps in your dreams at night and through the time that you spend sleeping and then uh, again through those waking periods in between the two states of time <clears throat> being awake and falling asleep perhaps other periods other times of types of life and um, and then the definition of the term right it's sort of overall <clears throat> that's what I mean by complexity I think is that you <clears throat> Because even to the, to the average mind, in a way, as Einstein might put it, or have put it, mental life is, our lives are relatively complex. I mean, realizably so. 
right? So it's one way of saying it, although I don't mean to sort of belight the plight of individuals. I just mean to say that that's one way of, that we might be able to put it, is phrase it, right? Seem it. Um, So the thinking process is relatively complex. Why? Well, one, for one reason, it's, it's relatively undefined. The closest thing we oftentimes come to, to being able to describe it or define it or understand it is, in some ways, is through the idea that we think all, you know, in one way or another, which is what Descartes said, formally. I mean, whatever, through his philosophy. Right? So one thing he said that was, he thought was true, that he could say without a doubt, which is the whole, the whole point, if you read his meditations, just as sort of <clears throat> incidentally, I guess, or whatever, the, the entire purpose of his meditations, the Descartes meditation, you know, you could read those if you go to the library or whatever, or like a thrift bookstore or something, you might find a copy of uh, Descartes' meditations on philosophy or whatever, I think it's what they call something. And then that's the one thing he basically says, the whole moral of the, of the story is like, <clears throat> he said, uh, he wanted to find out through his ex investigation or whatever the one that which cannot be doubted by him, uh, by one, and that's what he said. He said the only thing that I can say without a certainty that, without any doubt, <clears throat> sense of doubt, is that I think. And then I think later on in the in the meditations he related the idea I think therefore I am. Right. <clears throat> Which is, in, which is in a way, maybe, maybe that is what he was saying, you know, that the term of philosophy is defined as that term which references his own ability to think, perhaps over and above or <clears throat> intuitively beyond <clears throat> somehow the mental grasp of other individuals in the sense that he is an individual of his own, in his own right, in a sense. But notwithstanding the idea that his life may be shared with all other beings, Descartes very, very well may have been <coughs> a, a distinct philosopher in the sense that, well, anyway, his, his philosophy may have some great bearing on our understanding because uh, <coughs> he was speaking on it, on it almost on two levels from what I can understand. His ability to think was not really what he was talking about. It was more about his ability to think. In, a, in sort of like a premier sense, right? It's similar to the way that, you know, if God wakes up one day and says, what is it that that I can think about, that I would know about myself, can know about myself, it's a sim, sim, similar type of meditation without doubting anything. He says, well, I think that stuff. My thoughts make sense. With respect to pretty much all of creation or whatever, to, to, the om, to, to omniscience, right? My thoughts are are a part of that whole thing. So, 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 so somehow, somehow they're, they're effective somehow. It's kind of the thing. I think he was talk, really talking about maybe. Either that he was just really <clears throat> accurate in his depiction, whatever, the description or depiction of Christ's mind through his meditations on philosophy or whatever. Descartes. <clears throat> <clears throat> um, 
His name was Rene. Um, <clears throat> Rene Descartes, <clears throat> I think. But so, <clears throat> and in a way that almost addresses the issue in a nutshell, as it turns out anyway, because thoughts are relatively formally complex if you really think, if you consider it, right? A thought has, is illuminative, or it has a, a property of illumination that comes along with it oftentimes. Each thought is uh, sort of like a highlight in one way or another, the various, it's almost like, uh, what do you call those things, lumens or something? Or like if you go to like the store and you, you know, want to find out how bright your light bulb is going to be, you can ask about it in terms of like one in, you know, in terms of like luminosity or whatever, some type of limited term. They, they have these terms called these, these items called lumens that can represent in a way, I guess, maybe, I don't know what it is, but it's something, something to do with <clears throat> enhancement or brightness or something like, <clears throat> I don't know. One form of light might have 30 lumens. One might have, you know, 61, 62, I don't know, 41, 42, 39. I don't really don't know how lumens are described, but it's kind of the idea. And it's a similar thing with, the, with mental life, that the thoughts that we think are, are basically formally complex, right? Because they don't, <clears throat> they're ideas. All right, and so like, <clears throat> it's not that it's, you know, even perhaps apparently even difficult to try to begin to figure these things out. It's just that if you consider what your thought life is like, then you will be on your way to understanding it much more totally, right? Um, the next question is, well, why do... Why are thoughts complex? In other words, why are they so illum Why do they have this property of illumination? <clears throat> right? It's like those night brights or something, you know? <clears throat> I don't know if anybody remembers night brights, but they're like these beautiful, like little toys. They look like caterpillars. And they're relatively good size, you know, large size, small toy, almost. And they're like plush, I think, or something. And then and they're green and stuff. And then they have like this face. It's like a little, almost like a little bulb. It's like a little, you know, the caterpillar nodule, the face. And then it's the thing bright, bright night brights. It's incredible. This incredible toy that we had. I don't know when I was growing up in the '80s or whatever. We had them. I think I had one. I don't know. <clears throat> I had several toys when I was younger. Sets of toys, things like that. Board games and stuff. <clears throat> and uh, so, that, so anyway, I, and it's like this. Especially like <clears throat> luminous, like it's like a whitish green light that looks like it glow. That basically does. I mean, it, like in effect, it glows in the dark. But even almost, if like if you uh, even like if you turn it on during the day, it looks like it's, it glows in the dark, which is kind of what thoughts are like, right? Because it, in sort of like a mysterious sort of way, because when you think about something, 
the thoughts have this property of illumination. What I'm calling that is the the light that could, that the thought carries. <clears throat> As it occurs to you, it occurs to you because, in a way, because it is so bright, or has a quality of a rel- you know relative brightness with respect to the entire field of your of your thinking, your mind, <clears throat> right? In a way, perhaps they're just worth remembering. It's just why you think about them at all in the first place. <clears throat> if mind means to remember. Mind that you need to take care of this today as I, like the way that I as I reminded you this morning before you left the house. During breakfast or when you were going into the shower or whatever. Mind the gap means remember the gap between the space on the subway, the line, and the train, or whatever it is, before you cross it, so that you don't cross it when the train is there, you know, and, 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 and not think about it, and, and step into it and get your foot stuck. That kind of awful type of nightmare would be possible without such a reminder of it, perhaps, right? Remember something before it happens, and think about it, and then keep it in mind, so mind it. Be, in a way, be mindful, but it's the same kind of thing. The mind is almost like a, it almost like remembers what's significant to it. And the thinking process is basically like a series of, of it's like a network of relationships that have to do almost with ideas, right? So an idea will occur to you once it's what you would like to see it. Right? And just like with anything else, your sight depends on how much light there is uh, that, that, through which you might be able to perceive something, sense it, or understand it. Right? It's interesting the way that the mind, if you look at like the physical comprises like in a textbook, even if you have to, I'm not saying it as a insult. I just mean you have to go to school or college or whatever. You might learn about the eyes. And then <clears throat> or university or whatever. <clears throat> and then they have like the, the optic nerve goes into the brain on both sides of the eyes in each eye. And then there's almost like a transverse location bifurcation that takes place among the nerves like tortoises or whatever it goes through and then they reach <clears throat> alternative sides of the brain through that process of network of I mean excuse me nervous system network process uh, I don't want to know if I want to say prominence sort of like a nerve prominence that has almost like an interactive capability. <clears throat> but it's interesting the way that that works because it has to do with the field of vision of each side of your eye, right? So that perhaps the inner port, maybe I don't remember, but the inner portion of one eye, such as the left eye, will be transmitted to one side of the brain, perhaps the right or the left, similar to the way that the left portion of the left eye will be transmitted either to the left or left or right or left, 
and then same thing with the other eye so that the eyes are processing things on neutral sides of the brain almost and if you think about that process nervously you could at least consider the idea that it's an, an active process which means that it's intelligent and it's lively <coughs> if it were not the eyes probably wouldn't do that <coughs> because there would be no impulse through which to carry uh, the information. <laughs> it would be a dead chemical process, which, which almost leaves out catalysis entirely, right? Because it would, this catalyst has a nervous system. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, gumballs or whatever. <clears throat> and uh, the years work perhaps through a similar process, right? <clears throat> maybe. Having to do, maybe, perhaps some, at least some with the temporal lobe on each side of the brain, whereas the eyes I think they work primarily with the occipital lobe, but I'm not sure, <clears throat> which is in the back of the brain, <clears throat> and perhaps the prefrontal cortex as well, some of the frontal interests may be involved, I don't know. But I'm pointing these things out in a way just to sort of describe them so that when it comes to the issue of complexity we can at least take a look at it, right? Because <clears throat> it's apparently an active, at least possibility in the, in, in, with, with, with respect to intelligent life which we oftentimes consider ourselves to, to, to comprise by. Another way to look at this is that if, it, if the entire process is chemical, then what's wrong with the chemicals saying that they want to be intelligent? We wouldn't know. They would. So let it be a chemical process and be done with it as far as I'm concerned. Don't stick around with the idea that it holds us back. It doesn't really matter because I don't think anybody, maybe nobody's doing that. You never know. But anyway, <clears throat> so <clears throat> light is an apparently complex phenomenon, right? Because it could give rise to intelligence in the form of thoughts that occur to us within our mental continuum. And in a way, our minds are sort of ways of making sense of all that stuff and allowing for it to, to be considered.
it's interesting when you talk about higher capacities because you have to wonder sometimes where they might come from. Right? A person born with a higher capacity for thinking than another person doesn't necessarily constitute that much in the way of a higher capacity, at least by chance, because the person is so... almost utilitarian application at that point because he would have so little maturity with which uh, to be able to have manufactured <coughs> that in a way which might be constituted as being higher or, or contextually lower or lesser. It's sort of like <coughs> young and grasping. <clears throat> Which maybe in a way at least gives us a chance. The other issue having to do with complexity is just that, you know, life is, in a way, it's almost increasingly complex, perhaps, but it perhaps it's more intuitively compromised simply by saying that <clears throat> our thought life is is relatively an intelligent work of understanding, which then one leaps through to the idea in a way that there may be someone or something or an idea or a knowledge known a life maybe that that sees the ideas as they are remembered, <clears throat> right? And then in, 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 uh, by sort of like the complex forethought of the entire work. And then that's, that basically defines complexity because it's no longer a, a thought in the mind of man, it becomes a thought in the mind of the living God. Right? We go from Descartes, the one who thought about what occurs to God, to the thought process, chemicals, chewing gum, and then, you know, the, <clears throat> the one who thinks, or the, the intelligent one. Right? <clears throat> it's almost too interesting <clears throat> how little needs to be defined there in terms of one or the other. Because the process of intelligence is thereby defined, whether or not one calls it God or not, that's the second thought after the one that defines the process from complexity to the one who knows it or is it. <clears throat> <clears throat> 
right? The thinking being complex one who thinks is a part of God. By definition, at least, right? It's just that because of the Christ, there's a little bit of a, a nuance there, which has to do with omniscience, thought, and self-realization. So that's complexity. The thing is, is that you will, <clears throat> it's likely a person will never understand it if one doesn't take the time to think about it, consider it properly, which means one, what? Not doing harmful things to other people, and probably necessarily to oneself, as best one can, if you can do that. And two, <clears throat> paying attention to the abiding presence that represents the entire thing itself, irrespective of knowledge within the mind of any type of life process we, th we, we might think, right? The one who thinks is the one to be nurtured because that represents the primary faculty of the individual is, is likely to be you know, that thing. Precious <clears throat> interests, right? It's almost like the whole thing is like soil, you know, how like you see like a patch of soil, you might throw it on the ground and it seems like no matter which way you throw the, the patch of soil onto the ground, it always looks the same. The top is lighter than the lower parts, especially if you just kind of just get it and only have it for a day or two or whatever. And then you get ready to plant it or do whatever you do with it. It almost looks like that no matter what you do. It's like a cat's cradle. You know? And then... <clears throat> And I think, well, what? And then you, it's like if you think about the soil as like being the mental process, and then the, the whole thing gets more profound as you go deeper. And then you're just like, you only take the next step to thinking, ah, oh, there, there must be a person too. <laughs> you know? And you sort of like, <clears throat> that one relationship is the one that's <clears throat> almost like, just the entire globe of the whole network of almost everything, right? Whether it be, because the, I mean, in a way that's where all the information comes from anyway, right? At least that which we might know of what we understand to be able to think about. To, to feel like but to realize but the thing one thing I might say about this entire thing is that you don't become less intelligent by being smarter you just don't
anyway so that's complexity Oops.